Welcome to the Plastics and Beyond podcast, an SBE-sponsored podcast supporting a diverse, equitable, and inclusive workforce. I am your host, Lillian Judy, and I invite you to join me every month for new diverse conversations. Now, DEI is a term that is used quite often these days. But what does it mean and why is it so important to educate the plastics industry and other organizations on its benefits? Well, these are some of the answers I aim to provide this season on the Plastics and Beyond podcast. Okay, I don't know about you, but I personally do not like listening to podcasts without knowing a thing or two about the people speaking. So I thought a good introductory teaser episode could do just that, tell you a bit about myself. I'm a young black girl born and raised in Ghana, West Africa with a degree in plastics engineering. I'm also a huge advocate for women in STEM because I personally believe we need more women in STEM. But on this educational journey, I have challenged many stereotypes. I mean, I'm black and a girl, Now, some of these conversations I'm going to have this season could be uncomfortable to you. Some may be challenging, but primarily, I hope these conversations would help to educate you. I am no expert, and I am on this educational journey with you all. So on this first episode, I caught up with two amazing SBE individuals, personal favorites of mine. (laughs) the CEO of SBE, Patrick Farry, and the chief executive of the SBE Foundation, Eve Vitale. We talked about why SBE is embarking on this journey, personal experiences they've had, and a whole lot more. So stay tuned. Can you tell me a bit about the work you do at the SBE Foundation? Sure. The SPE Foundation is the part of SBE that supports workforce development, through student activities, so through scholarships and grants and, you know, know, educational programs. We're trying to create opportunities for students to understand the plastics industry. Most children and most adults actually don't even know there is a plastics industry, so we take that into the classroom in situations where we're interacting with students, help them understand that and give them opportunities. In recent years, we've added to our mission very specifically that we're trying to create inclusive opportunities for all students in the plastics industry. The pandemic 2020 shut the world down. And I think it really allowed people to look within, it really allowed people to do the work, to even um, take time to see things that they were probably missing in their everyday life and companies for them to reassess what is important to them. So I know that you have over 15 years of managing societies and associations on this path. Has DEI ever crossed your mind? Was it something that you were very much aware of? And if not, or if so, why do you think this organization has been one that um, you feel very passionate um, about enough to foster these kind of conversations? Many times in my career where I've looked around the board table or looked around at a leadership team or a staff team and recognized that um, most of the people around the table looked like me. And 
you know, I, I often felt uncomfortable with that, but I didn't really understand why, and I didn't really understand what to do about that. Over the last couple of years, particularly once we brought on board a, a DEI advisory board, we've created a DEI advisory committee uh, for SBE. That was really where the journey for me personally and uh, for SBE as a company kind of began, because it gave me a perspective to look at some of the factors that keep people out of positions. Uh, and so understanding that, identifying that has made me more aware. Uh, I think it's made others in, in the organization more aware. Uh, and not only have we now identified the problem, but we're beginning to put some ideas together on what the path to the solution might look like too. So uh, we have, for example, the um, SP executive board uh, is making a real commitment to diversifying the makeup of the leadership team. Uh, you know, currently there's, we have 10 people on the advisor on the executive board. Only one person is, uh, is a woman. Uh, and that just doesn't make any sense. So uh, we're being more attentive to those things. We're creating career uh, uh, leadership opportunities, leader, leadership training programs um, to help people be more prepared to assume those positions. Uh, and we think that over time that that will begin to change. So uh, it's it's been a little bit of a personal discovery for me, uh, to be honest. You know, it's uh, I I grew up with what I now recognize to be privilege, the, the privilege of not having to uh, wonder if the color of my skin or my gender is going to impact my opportunities. Uh, and so, you know, with that privilege, I think comes some responsibility to uh, support the, the 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 path for others. Okay. And I know you have a background in plastics as well. What has, um, I guess, your journey being a woman or minority in this space, um, what has that journey been like? So I came into plastics quite late, um, was an engineer in the automotive industry for a short time early on, and then uh, dropped out of the workforce to raise my kids, came back in through academia and a STEM university, and then got into the plastic industry through SBE with our student chapter, which I helped run at the university. Um, I found it to be very welcoming uh, to me. And yet there tends to be um, a bias that I have found. Um, and I think a lot of it is unintentional or uh, historical in nature. So, uh, so one is we have some younger people that want to come in and take part in activities. And we've, I've had some older gentlemen tell us that we just have to shape them like us. We just have to make them like we are. And I stood up and said, no, we don't, we don't have to make our younger members in SPE. Like we don't have to make them into us. We need to, um, welcome them for who they are because they are the future of this society and of our industry and quite honestly of the world. Um, as a young female engineer in the automotive industry, I saw a lot of bias. I worked in um, engines, powertrain for one of the big three and was told, was asked, what are you doing here? You should be in seating picking fabrics because that's what's going to make you happy. So, you know, that was interesting. Um, that That's sort of a, a snapshot of a few of my um, 
experiences in industry as a female engineer. I know that women and people of color are heavily underrepresented. How can we be proactive in um, trying to turn this around or increase the numbers of participation for women and underrepresented people of color in these spaces? Because I think for me, when I was in college um, studying plastics engineering, it was hard for me to attend these events because I didn't feel represented. And I think that plays a huge role. So in trying to diversify the industry, we need to target the younger people. We need to target college students who are coming in. So we need to find a way to kind of create a space where they feel welcome. So what can we do? You know, unfortunately, this isn't the kind of situation that will change overnight. Uh, this this requires a, a long term commitment to, um, you know, to 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 support uh, financially and through programming uh, the, the the people that we want to have in the industry. So, for example, uh, SP has a couple of programs right now that are looking at that longer term, uh, the longer term impact of this. Uh, we have we are founding uh, a series of after school STEM programs. Uh, particularly in some uh, uh, some impoverished communities in Detroit and Florida and uh, out on the East Coast. These programs were sending in instructors uh, to help the students have a hands-on experience and positive experience in a STEM environment when they haven't had that typically, and to help create for them a, a vision of what a career into plastics might look like. The vast majority of these kids are, are, are from black and brown families. Uh, they're, uh, there's a special emphasis to bring more young women, some girls into these programs so that uh, we can have, create some more gender diversity. And these programs are wildly successful. You know, we had a, a program through Manor Polymers, uh, one of our uh, great partners down in, in Northeast Texas. Um, they just w finished up their school year of an after school STEM program. And I heard the story of a mother who uh, came to the, the graduation ceremony from this program, really with tears in her eyes, talking about how uh, her son had never had opportunities like this. No one in their family had ever gone to college. She didn't have the, the understanding of how that all worked, but through exposure to the people in this program, this uh, young Hispanic student now saw a, a vision of himself in college. Uh, and he saw people that looked like him being successful in industry. So by creating those kinds of visions, those kinds of opportunities, those kinds of, of uh, path to success, I think long term, we're going to have a, a, a real significant impact. You know, we certainly need to scale those programs. We certainly need more corporate support for those programs. But the structure for it exists. And, uh, you know, SPE's foundation uh, has the, the tagline, we're, we're uh, changing the perception of plastics one classroom at a time. And, and that impact is, uh, it's individual, it's on the individual students, but it carries into their families and into their communities. So um, I, I don't think, to answer your question, I don't think it's a quick fix, but I think investing in those kinds of programs to give early positive experience to um, students and particularly students from from disadvantaged areas, I think that's where we're going to make the long-term impact.
What does DEI mean to you? Look, we'd have to take it apart. Diversity, equity, inclusion. So diversity, I think the thing that um, most folks who aren't, you know, thinking about diversity, they don't know. They think of diversity as, okay, we need a certain percentage of these kind of people. We need a certain percentage of these kind of people. And they miss the whole idea that by bringing in diverse folks, I mean, diverse, diverse racially, um, diverse in gender, diverse in sexual orientation, diverse in socioeconomic upbringing, diverse in culture, diverse in um, you know ability. What we gain from that is a team of folks who really can help us understand what the world needs. So I can, you know, I know what a middle-aged, you know, white woman in Michigan, you know, might want in her world, right? But I have no idea what a black young man in Detroit needs in his world. So I think when we look at diversity, it means bringing together all of these ideas and people and cultures to, to create a more robust understanding of how we move forward in society, in industry, even in our you know interpersonal relationships. Equity for me, um, I understand equity because as a young girl, um, I was I was raised in poverty for about my first 12 years uh, by a single mother in the 60s, which was a real, you know, uh, problem. And I was a girl who was, you know, pretty smart, I would say. And I wasn't given, you know, opportunities to, um, you know, do what I probably had the ability to do. And so... I'm really passionate about bringing opportunities to students who don't have those in their everyday life. Inclusivity, you know, is so important. And I've, I've seen, I've seen so much hurt and pain when people aren't inclusive with other people, not just at work, although that's what we're talking about mostly, but, you know, just out and about in community. And, you know, I've, I've, when I was a child, I learned things from people that I cared about that would have created in me um, a kind of a culture of not being inclusive. And they, it always felt very wrong to my heart. So fortunately, I was able to kind of shake off some of the things that I was taught in the society I grew up in. And um, I'm on this journey to learn to be more inclusive. I, th I think we all need to be on that journey. It's a never ending journey. and. Um, I was reading a book today and there was a really great kind of quote and it said something like, I can't take your journey for you, but I can stand beside you the whole way on your journey. And I think that's a really important thing for us to remember as human beings for each other. I grew up in Ghana and um, I grew up in a society that was 97% Black. And so transitioning into a society or into a country like America where there's not it doesn't look like what I grew up as it was it took a lot of unlearning for me and I think the pandemic really shifted the conversation or it really allowed companies and industries to take a step back to see or to try to implement certain things that help the industries reflect what the country actually looks like what do you think or what do you envision to be some of the toughest parts of this journey? Because I know it's these are tough conversations to have. I know this is not something that is going to happen overnight. But what do you think would be some of the challenges we will face as a whole in trying to um, get to this goal? 
I think we, it begins with good communication. I, I think it's really important that um, we, we begin to um, have the kinds of conversations that will bring these issues more to the forefront. You know, just you sharing your personal story, for example, of, of, of where you grew up and what that was like uh, growing up in Ghana is it's a very different experience than mine. So having conversations about things like that, about uh, our, our diverse backgrounds and uh, where we've all come from and how we got to where we're at today. I think that that enriches all of us and, and uh, you know, makes it easier for us to have these kinds of conversations. You know, initially at the beginning of, of our DEI work, um, there was some, I'd call it surprise, I guess, uh, from some of the very long time SPE members uh, that this was a uh, that, that this was a an issue that SP decided to undertake. And as these conversations have continued, I think people are getting more comfortable with the idea that, yeah, you know, we, we do need to do something here. We do need to create equity of opportunity. We do need to create more inclusion and more diversity uh, in our industry because it's good for all of us. Um, it's certainly good for the, the, the individuals, the families, the communities that are positively impacted by some of our programs. It, it's certainly good for our companies who uh, are able to, to hire a diverse workforce and create opportunities for them to succeed in those jobs. So I think when, when we look at all of it, it, it really comes down to just a basic understanding and, and conversations uh, and recognizing that you know, what we're doing here is not a negative thing. You know, it's, this is not taking opportunity away from somebody to create opportunity for someone else. It's not, it's not a, 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 a zero sum game. It's, it's rising tides lift all ships. And I think that's really the, the, the place that we as an industry and as a society are, are coming to uh, recognizing that, you know, this is not like some of the failed programs of the past where, quotas were implemented or, or, you know, people were, um, opportunity was taken away from people to give it to other people. This is not that at all. I think this is a much more, um, intelligent, personal, uh, approach to just putting, bringing more people to the table, creating those opportunities for us to all be there together. So, uh, I think it really comes down to the communication piece, Lillian creating some common language, helping us all kind of understand what these principles mean and how they impact our, our business and our society. Wow, this conversation has been extremely amazing and I can definitely keep talking to my two guests. But as I wrap up the episode, I asked the CEO of SPE, Patrick, to leave us with one actionable item that our listeners can do in order to create a more diverse plastics industry. And this is what he said. Uh, to listen to uh, what the people around us need, to think about ways that we can uh, be allies, that we can support people that uh, may not have the same opportunities that, that we have. Uh, I've been fortunate in, in my career to be in some influential positions, and I've found that by uh, closing my mouth and opening my ears a little bit more often, uh, it, it gives me an opportunity to um, hear those places that, we, that I might be able to have an impact. 
And if, if we all do that collectively, if we all make the commitment to um, supporting each other's career paths, uh, to uh, solving injustices or addressing them when they come up, to uh, helping people understand how others may feel in particular situations. Uh, I think if, if we do more of that, I think, uh, I think in the very short term, we'll be able to, um, to see some real positive impacts of that. Uh, so I thank you for your commitment to do this program with us. I think it's important to have these kinds of conversations, to ask these questions, to think about it and, um, in, in the ways that you're bringing it forward. And, uh, I'm super excited to be part of this uh, of this journey for SPE for our industry, uh, and thank you for inviting me today. Well, I hope you learned a thing or two from this episode, and I will definitely see you all on the next episode of the Plastics and Beyond podcast. Mm-hmm.